Game Change with Shane and Mike. We're so grateful that you are listening to the podcast today. And on this episode, we have a very special episode because Shane is in Jerusalem right now. He's been there for about a week and a half. He's taking a, a whole group from our church there. And he actually started in Egypt. Now he's made his way to Israel. I believe they just got to Jerusalem today. So Shane and I are doing an interview on Zoom, and we're going to give you that interview in just a moment. During it, you'll hear Shane talk a little bit about why he goes on these trips. He's done this several times. You hear about that, and you kind of learn what it's like to go over on one of these pilgrimages. And Shane will talk a little bit the difference between just going on a trip to Jerusalem and Egypt in this case and what it means to really go on a pilgrimage. And there's a couple funny stories in there, too, because I went with Shane about six or seven years ago. And uh, whenever I went, I was a little bit overwhelmed at the time. So he always likes to give me a hard time about that. But again, grateful that you're with us today. I will tell you that there are a couple audio issues and it's because Shane is on his phone. He's actually at uh, uh, in a hotel at the time in a lobby. Um, but the interview is about 20 minutes long or so. And you'll hear us talking a little bit uh, and you'll hear some of those sounds in the background as well. So I'm going to hand it off to the interview with Shane. Okay, bringing in Shane right now. He is in Israel somewhere. Shane, it's good to see you. It's been uh, like, a, I think, a week and a half, maybe more. How's your trip been going? Well, maybe a week and a half, but really in dog years, Mike. It can be, it's yeah. It's been dog years since I've since I've been with you. And I've got to say you've changed, man. I feel like you you've changed a lot. I look forward to seeing you. I hope I recognize you. Yeah. Am I looking better since you've left or worse? That goes without saying. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the lighting is just right. I appreciate that. It's good to see you. So so Shane, where are you at right now? You know what? We just pulled into Jerusalem. We uh, spent the day, started the day, <coughs> excuse me, on the Sea of Galilee. Then we uh, headed to uh, ancient Samaria, which is in Palestinian territory now. And then we went to ancient Shiloh, not the Neil Diamond song, the location. And uh, from Shiloh, we pushed into Jerusalem right about the uh, time it was getting dark. And now it's about seven o'clock uh, here. So we just got to Jerusalem, but it's been dark. So we really haven't seen the city. And uh, we are at the uh, Olive Tree Hotel. Okay. I believe I've been to that hotel before yes. as well. It's yeah. The, the hotel. Yeah. So, so Shane, you know, just kind of, if people don't know, this isn't your first time. Uh, going over to the Holy Land. Uh, could you tell people a little bit about your experience there and why do you go on this trip? Who are you with? Yeah, we, when I was going up for ordination uh, back when I was a Methodist, 1996 probably, uh, back in those days, they had a trip to Israel for people who were being ordained as elders. And it was a free trip. And it was with uh, EO, Educational Opportunities. And we went to Bishop at the time, who was Sharon A. Brown Christopher. And I came over uh, for the first time, toured Israel, really, really enjoyed it. And, and that was kind of it. And then a few years later, I just kind of got this pain that I might want to take a few people 
with me and, and go back. And a handful of people came with me. Uh, we didn't quite have enough to fill up a bus ourselves. So they threw some other folks on there and it ended up being just a gut wrenching nightmare. <laughs> uh, then I just kind of got this idea that we could take these trips. We would bring who we wanted to bring, control who was there, and we would ship them from tours to pilgrimages. And so for the past uh, several years, this is my eighth trip to Israel. I've done one trip to Greece. But uh, every other year, we do a pilgrimage to Israel. So I believe this is number eight. So Shane, when you say pilgrimage, for someone who may not understand, you know, maybe they think that's the same thing as a tour. What would you, how would you differentiate between someone going on a tour to Israel to someone who's just going on what you're calling a pilgrimage? Yeah, you know, and if I juxtapose that, you know, you've got a vacation where you spend money to have an experience of some kind. A tour, you spend money to see things and to learn about history. A pilgrimage combines both of those aspects, but a pilgrimage also is designed to touch the soul. It's in designed in hopes that people will have a true encounter or multiple encounters with God. So for me, Mike, our mission of connecting people with Jesus Christ is fulfilled on these pilgrimages in ways they could never be on a tour or on a vacation. And Shane, I think I've heard you talk before. There's a biblical model for this, right? The pilgrimage isn't something that, you know, you're just trying to coin right now. That's based on something that you've seen in the text. Yeah, in the time of Jesus, Jews were spread all over uh, the diaspora, all over the Mediterranean Sea. And it was a dream of all Jews that they would go to Jerusalem for Passover. So that Passover that we learn about in Holy Week, there would have been Jews from all over the Roman world who were there for Passover. Well, part of the idea was that you saved and your dream was to be able to attend Passover in Jerusalem. And in fact, there was a thing called second tithe. You know, you gave your first tithe to the temple but or to the synagogue, but your second tithe, you held back, and it was just for pilgrimage. And so it was a way that people saved up. When they got enough to go, they would make the pilgrimage. So we definitely uh, follow that tradition. Yeah. All right. So you've gone on uh, eight of these now. I know you got a couple stories you got to share, some good experiences, some funny experiences, and maybe some movies experiences what comes to mind when you think over the years uh some stories that you uh can share with us well yeah right that's always it isn't it i think this trip had a couple i, I did some new stuff this trip so we went uh my son zach and i we toured a uh, luxor before the trip started because i'm thinking about seeing if if we might do an all egypt pilgrimage in the future mm -hmm. so i scouted yeah. But we did some really, really cool things. I mean, one of them is uh, this is, you know, I, I said these pilgrimages have aspects of vacations and tours, but we got to do an extended camel ride uh, in Giza at the pyramids. I mean, you talk about a bucket list items. We didn't see the pyramids and later ride a camel. We rode camels at the pyramids. Mm -hmm. It was really a pretty spectacular thing to, to be a part of. Uh, funny story, probably this year, we always remember baptisms uh, in the Jordan River. The Jordan River was flowing pretty hard. 
And it was really slippery in the place we do baptisms. And I was baptizing one particularly large guy and he stayed pretty stiff. And when he went down, it pushed me and the person helping me backwards. And so it pushed us back into the current. And it just occurred to me, I'm being washed to the dead sea. They're going to be like having to you know, cannonball, send in divers, try to dredge me up. I'm headed to the bottom of the sea. I did manage to swing back and I only lost my wedding ring. And it was just one of those plastic 10 for $5 wedding rings, you know, you get on the Oh, I did lose my wedding ring, but uh, so there's always funny stories and there's fun stories. When I was on the camel, the camel spit on me. And so I was asking everybody if if they knew how to get camel spit out of Under Armour pullovers, you know, (laughs) these are always a lot of fun to be sure. But what I'm hearing stories of, I'm just hearing some incredible stories. People sometimes come here for a reason. They, they may be emotionally damaged. They come here to be healed. They may be looking for a new start in life. They come here to make that. They may just be looking to rekindle their relationship with God. And, and for me, my hearing those stories as the week goes on is truly what fuels the pilgrimage, seeing people's hearts changed. And boy, do we see people's hearts changed. Yeah, I got the uh, privilege to go with you. You uh, brought me on a trip. I uh, mentioned that uh, it was a few years ago. I think 2016 is when uh, you you brought me along. And I think I gave you some stories, too. I know that uh, my mind was just blown on that trip, Shane. I don't know how you would describe me, uh, but uh, I don't think I said a whole lot. I know I was invited to share a couple times, and I don't know how many words came out of my mouth, but I believe it was few. Few, few. words came out. Yeah, yeah. I think we would use the, the words brain infarction, perhaps. We we might use words like absolutely camera struck. Or, or, you know, and I didn't know you very well back then. I wasn't sure. There just wasn't a lot of passive-aggressive activity hanging <laughs> on there mike but yeah to say that to say that you know your first big trip to israel as a leader and spiritual leadership might have come up a bit short well you describe it that way yeah it blew my mind i mean it is something uh to like have your whole life um first of all hear about god hear about these stories in the bible uh this these historical references and then at some point being in my life, you come into a relationship with this God, and then you're over there where these stories actually took place. And then, then the Son of God who put on flesh, you're walking like in the Valley of Doves, like yeah. Jesus walked there. And right. uh, I remember actually, I, I think if I had any, uh, at least the highest spiritual experience I had was walking there, and you were at the very end of that, you were kind of waiting for me there. Uh, but it's it's mind blowing, and yeah, my leadership was not top notch probably on that trip. Uh, but I am so grateful to go the next time. You watch out, I'll be ready. Yeah, if there is a next time, Mike. Sometimes <laughs> I'm wondering. you know, you know, sometimes you just get one. No, you, I I was really blessed because the first time. I came to Israel, nothing was expected of me. I just got to take it all in. I just got to experience it. And 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 to be frank with you, that was all I expected out of you, though I enjoy teasing you uh, even years later about it. <laughs> but uh, I, I do think it takes uh, a trip, you know, a whole trip just to begin. I, I, I guess it, 
if you've ever been in a college class that like lasted three hours, you're an hour in and you, you cannot take in any more information and they keep pouring it and you just yeah. don't have room to process. I think these trips yeah. get a little like that. And sometimes it's not till we get home that we begin uh, to process them fully and to make sense of them. You sure take in a lot in a short amount of time here. Yeah. Hey, Shane, if someone's just curious, like going out on this trip, they start, they're probably thinking about these kind of big concepts that we brought up here. Uh, what's just like when they go with you on a trip, what, what's the everyday like, what type of food are you eating? And, and uh, those type of things. Yeah, uh, we are eating Mediterranean food. Uh, you know, I've noticed in, in Greece, across the Mediterranean, the food's pretty much uh, similar, but each uh, nationality has kind of its own variations. Uh, you're always going to have pitas. You're always going to be dipping them in things, and you kind of eat with your hands here. So you kind of pop a terapita apart. You kind of pinch stuff and, and pop it in. Uh, there's always what they call salads, but it's not at all what we would call salads. It's various and sundry, uh, just little tastes of, of various things that you can get a bite of, a, a pita. Uh, then there's always going to be kind of this uh, soup sort of course. And then you're kind of full because in America, there's not like 80 courses for a meal. And then they sort of bring out the entree and the entrees can range from lamb and rice dishes in, in Egypt, man, they were always serving pigeon. And I got to tell you, man, they left the head on. Those pigeons are looking right at you, buddy. In fact, one of the things that shocked me, if you've ever seen a uh, pigeon's head when it's being served as a dish, it looks shockingly similar to the head of King Tut. They really have a lot in common there. Uh, that was one of the striking things for the trip for me was the striking between King Tut's head pigeon yeah. head staring at you yeah and you uh drilled into the pigeon you also have a, rice. A, a souvenir you could take as well sounds like well, you, could, you could but it's hard to get too many pigeons in your pocket <laughs> but the food here has been uh really really good uh it's just different yeah. and so sometimes you go to a buffet and, and i'll just get a plate of spaghetti or something you know sure you gotta get there to wanting something from home Sure, right. And there you I know being on the trip, there are a lot of American options because I do know people go start to get a little concerned going on the trip that they may not eat, but uh, there are a lot of good American options as well. And a lot of the the things you're talking about, uh, other than pigeon, I don't know what the flavors like that, they're not too strong of flavors either. They're they're very edible. Yeah, I think everybody's enjoyed the food, uh, you know, fish, uh, those kind of things. I mean, it's, it's different than how we eat, but it's the same stuff we eat other than the pigeons. I mean, I, I don't think pigeons are getting a lot of work, but uh, it's the same kind of food prepared a little different. But most of the I think the vast majority of the people here are really enjoying the food. The food in Egypt was fantastic. A lot of smoked meats. Uh, it was just fantastic. Uh, kind of a smoked burger kind of thing, kind of smoked chicken things. But uh, and the food in Israel is fantastic as well. Love it. Well, Shane, I know uh, you have a lot going on right now, uh, but before we get your kind of closing thoughts, are you going on another trip sometime soon? Is it going to be Israel? Do you, are you looking to go out again? Yeah, we're going to do a pilgrimage of Turkey and Greece uh, next fall. So it'll be September of 2024. And we're going to be uh, flying into Cappadocia. We'll be hitting some of the major places that Paul visited. 
Then we're going to tour the cities that uh, were the churches of Revelation in Revelation 3, those seven churches that Jesus wrote letters to. Wow. And then we're going to pop up to Istanbul, and then we are going to head to Greece, uh, to Athens, and to Corinth. So that'll be our next trip, 2024, September. Very good. And, and people that could uh, go on that trip if they contact the church, correct? Yeah, it's usually uh, Christchurch people, friends of Christchurch people. And then uh, I know on this trip, my friend Derek Miller uh, up from Kankakee, he's the senior pastor there. He's going to be bringing a, a busload of people down as well. So sometimes, you know, people want to go along, pastors say, hey, can I bring a few folks? Uh, always good. So I would say Christchurch and friends. Very good. Well, Shane, as we close, are there any closing thoughts that you want to bring to us about uh, your trip and this type of pilgrimage? Well, the main thing, Mike, is I've been gone almost two weeks. I want to know how badly do you miss me? On a scale for, of? One to ten. Ten one. meaning you weep most nights because I'm not there. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, whenever I heard you were getting on that plane, it might have been a 10 right there. So I'm just trying to compartmentalize, uh, but I'm making it through. Good. The word is that you immediately moved into my office, <laughs> threw all my stuff out, and you now have your sodas in my refrigerator. Is that true or would that be more well, of a malicious? It, well, it's true, but it's just because everything went so smoothly. I don't want you coming back here and thinking that like there's it. nothing for you. Some there's nothing for you to do. So you're going to be no. able to have plenty to do when you get back. Yeah, there'll be no <laughs> evidence of that when I do arrive. No, <laughs> there, there won't be. <laughs> I love it, man. Mike, yeah. Good to see you. yeah, see you in days. The pilgrimage has been fantastic. How do you know if the pilgrimage is successful? by changed hearts and people. And uh, we're seeing that, man. Uh, God's working here. Well, we're so happy it's going well. Can't wait to see you here in a few days. They do. Well, it was great to hear from Shane. It's great to hear that the trip is going well and that memories are being made. These pilgrimages are such a impactful way for people to grow in their faith. They're really once-in-a-lifetime trips. And uh, if you would like to go on one of those trips, just contact the church office and we can give you more information uh, on the upcoming trip next year. Well, thank you for joining us for Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. We'll talk with you next time. And remember to keep the change. Keep the change.